From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Shannon Bond. Mark Zuckerberg pledged this week to give away 99% of his Facebook shares over his lifetime, or about $45 billion. The move is largely inspired by the recent birth of his daughter, and uh, he and his wife Priscilla Chen spoke about it on a Facebook video. Having this child has made us think about all of the things that should be improved in the world for her whole generation. The couple launched the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, a limited liability company that the two of them own, with a mission to advance human potential and promote equality. To talk about what this means for Facebook and philanthropy in Silicon Valley, I'm joined by Stephen Foley, our investment correspondent. Hello. Hi, Stephen. And Hannah Kushler on the line from San Francisco. Hi, Hannah. Hello. So, Stephen, um, this structure that they set up as an LLC, not as a more traditional foundation, why is that significant? What does that mean that um, that Priscilla and Mark are doing with their money? It's very, very interesting. We're kind of seeing the barriers breaking down between philanthropy and investment, between traditional business and traditional giving, uh, and it's it's the sort of thing you'd expect to see in Silicon Valley, right? This is this is disrupting innovation, disrupting philanthropy. <laughs> it's 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 actually Sean Parker, one of the early investors in Facebook, calls it uh, hacker philanthropy. This sense that the Silicon Valley types are going to do something very very different. Well, it's um, the idea of an LLC is it doesn't have all the restrictions on it that a uh, that a traditional foundation does. It's able to do things like policy advocacy, which means that they can get into uh, political uh, topics, uh, and it's able to do for-profit investing as well. So investing in companies that are going to change the world, as long as they reinvest the profits as they promised to do, uh, it's going to open up a whole new range of things that they can do to promote equality and uh, and make the world a better place, solving some of these global challenges which they've set out in this very long letter to uh, to Max. Uh, to Max, their daughter. Um, Hannah, do we have a sense of what the sort of the initial initial investments might be from this new LLC? So the Zuckerbergs have already made uh, investments totaling about $1.6 billion. Um, and they are very interested in education, health, and the environment. I think what we've seen mainly so far has been investments in education. Now, they gave $100 million, was their first big donation, uh, to schools in Newark. Uh, that didn't necessarily go particularly well. There's been some criticism. There's been a book written about it saying that they didn't work with the community in the way that they were meant to and that yes that a lot of the money wasn't used in the most uh, effective way and Zuckerberg himself has written some posts actually only in the last few weeks saying you know we have learned some lessons one of the lessons they seem to have learned is to work with a community that they understand well so they're doing a lot of work in the Bay Area um, they keep funding charter schools in the area who are focusing on you know new techniques of learning for example one he's very big fan of is personal Personalized learning, which is kind of trying to build all the content and the um, materials targeted at each individual child. Um, there's a summit schools in the Bay Area, which is a series of charter schools, which does that in particular. Um, and he's also looked at other projects doing that. Priscilla Chan herself is actually starting a school called the Primary School in the Bay Area, which will combine both education and healthcare. So they're looking at disadvantaged children and trying to address 
all the reasons why they might not be performing well, both health and education. This is this is one of those um, this is one of those things about breaking down barriers, right? The sense that in order to make education work, you've got to get to the kids at home. In order to make the kids at home work, you've got to get the schools right. It's uh, it's about joining all these dots together. It's about seeing the system as a whole. It's about thinking really very very big and having as much flexibility, frankly, as possible to try new things and as much legal flexibility too, which is what the LLC structure is interesting about. One of the things that uh, I think uh, we'll all be looking out for is how quickly this stuff can start ramping up. There's there's not very strong commitments about how much will be done over what timescale here. This is a broad pledge and a broad set of uh, set of suggested areas. I think it's going to be fleshed out over over a lifetime. Right. Well, and, and Mark is quite young still, to obviously. So, so when he's saying he's doing this over the course of his life. Well, I mean, hang on. This is Silicon Valley, right? Thirty one is a little <laughs> bit uh, is getting on a bit. <laughs> he's but. over the hill. Uh, so, Hannah, um, for Facebook, is there any impact uh, from this decision to to sell to sell such a huge part of Zuckerberg's stake? Obviously, once he has. Uh, sold down 99% of his stake, um, that will be a, you know, a big impact on Facebook. But there's no sign that's coming any sign too soon. At the moment, he has 53% of voting shares. Um, he, a lot of his stake is in shares which have 10 times more uh, votes than each normal share. And so, you know, that could slip below 50% relatively soon. But the one thing that they have said is that in a filing, they said that he won't sell more than a billion dollars of stock a year for the next three years. So this isn't something he's about to go, you know, bananas on. And how much his stake is worth is depends on the worth of the stock and how diluted it becomes as they issue more and more shares every year to employees. Of course. And so, Stephen, I mean, you, you mentioned this idea of, of disruptive philanthropy. Does this give us any kind of sense that there's a broader change in how these new billionaires in Silicon Valley are thinking about their philanthropic approach? I think the scale of the ambition is uh, is is something we've not really seen before here. This 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 determination to do things in several different fields in order to achieve the same goal, tackling inequality does not involve building a soup kitchen here or a school there. It involves doing both of these things and thinking about housing policy. It's about bringing all these things together. And one of the things that's interesting about the way uh, Zuckerberg has, has set this out in this, uh, in this letter, and it's a lesson from Newark that we talked about earlier, is this stuff can't be done quickly. Mm-hmm. In Newark, there was this jumping around on Oprah's couch saying it's going to be five years, we're going to change Newark, we're going to export these ideas to the rest of the the country. In this letter, he's talking about 10, 20, 25, 30-year investments. You can do that when you're 31. (laughs) Thank you both so much for joining us. Uh, You can read Stephen and Hannah's full story at ft.com. 
The latest episode of the Next Five podcast is all about AI and the business travel sector. I speak to Tim LaBelle, head of product for SAP Concur Spend Solutions. We'll have so much data that our travel will be safer. Shelley Fletcher Bryant, VP of Advito. AI can certainly contribute to more eco friendly travel practices. And author and public speaker Theo Lau. AI can help us predict when it will be a peak travel, more delays, cancelled flights. Listen to the full episode of the Next Five wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy.